lock in and level up. Season two of the Positivity Report continues now. Let's get it. episode of my phase three twin flame episodes so this is phase three the deepest level concepts of my twin flame work phases one two and three all came in season two of this series tpr and so i did mention in tpr 65 that this may not be the last time that i ever speak about twin flames on this series but pretty much moving forward the only times i'll really have to speak about twin flames again would be if I realize and understand more information that's important to make you aware of, or perhaps if we get some other twin flame perspective, whether that's from my own twin flame, Michelle, or maybe really anyone else, um, a potential guest speaker or something along those lines. So I won't say that I'll never speak about it again, but really these, but really these first three phases were just my phases, um, all ideas coming from myself. And then really, we may get other people's perspective moving forward. Um, but that really is, aside from those possibilities, you know, further developments or further perspectives with Twin Flames, really, this should be everything. So I'm looking to really wrap it up with this episode. So pretty much, I'll really just cover a few points in this episode. I have a few miscellaneous points about Twin Flames. I'll cover that later on in this episode. But really, In my last episode, TPR 66, I said I'll continue right into this episode, so that's what I'll do. So I mentioned how we're going to cover some scripture work. We're going to see some work from Apostle Paul, and we're going to get really his thoughts and his writings concerning marriage and actually children as well. Um, So I've spoken on this series about marrying your twin flame and really gave points regarding that already, and now... I will give the other opinion and we'll see what Apostle Paul has to say about it. And we'll really kind of explain the other side, not marrying your twin flame, possibly marrying someone else, or maybe even staying unmarried. So we will see what Apostle Paul has to say about that. And I'm really just going to have to read one one spot in the word for you. So I'm going to go 1 Corinthians chapter 7. I'll read the whole chapter for you. And this will really give us some important information. And so it'll be 1 Corinthians chapter 7 in the New Revised Standard Version. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is well for a man not to touch a woman, but because of cases of sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a set time, to devote yourselves to prayer and then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. This I say by way of concession, not of command. 
I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has a particular gift from God, one having one kind and another a different kind. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is well for them to remain unmarried as I am. But if they are not practicing self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to be aflame with passion. To the married, I give this command, not I, but Yahuwah, that the wife should not separate from her husband, But if she does separate, let her remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and that the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest I say, I and not Yahuwah, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. And if any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever, and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy through his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy through her husband. Otherwise, your children will be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such a case, the brother or sister is not bound. It is to peace that God has called you. Wife, for all you know, you might save your husband. Husband, for all you know, you might save your wife. However that may be, let each of you lead the life that Yahuwah has assigned to which God called you. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing, but obeying the commandments of Yahuwah is everything. Let each of you remain in the condition in which you were called. Were you a slave when called? Do not be concerned about it. Even if you can gain your freedom, make use of your present condition now more than ever. For whoever was called in the Lord as a slave is a freed person belonging to Yahuwah, just as whoever was free when called is a slave of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become slaves of human masters. In whatever condition you were called, brothers and sisters, there remain with Yahuwah. Now concerning virgins, I have no command of the Lord, but I give my opinion as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. I think that in view of the impending crisis, it is well for you to remain as you are. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you marry, you do not sin. And if a virgin marries, she does not sin. Yet those who marry will experience distress in this life, and I would spare you that. I mean, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it, for the present form of this world is passing away. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the affairs of Yahuwah, how to please Yahuwah. But the married man is anxious about the affairs of the world, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried woman and the virgin are anxious about the affairs of Yahuwah, 
so that they may be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about the affairs of the world, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to put any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and unhindered devotion to Yahuwah. If anyone thinks that he is not behaving properly towards his virgin, if his passions are strong and so it has to be, let him marry as he wishes. It is no sin. Let them marry. But if someone stands firm in his resolve, being under no necessity but having his own desire under control, and has determined in his own mind to keep her as his virgin, he will do well. So then, he who marries his virgin does well, and he who refrains from marriage will do better. A wife is bound as long as her husband lives, but if the husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes, only in the Lord. But in my judgment, she is more blessed if she remains as she is, and I think that I too have the Spirit of God. And to put the Hebrew words in, but in my judgment, she is more blessed if she remains as she is. And I think that I too have the Ruach of Elohim, the Ruach of Yahuwah. And so that is 1 Corinthians chapter 7. So there's quite a lot that we're going to go through concerning this. So pretty much before I said that, you know, if you marry your twin flame or if you marry and have a child with your twin flame, I said that the child would be, you know, incredibly blessed, the child of light and everything like that. But here, Apostle Paul is telling us specifically that even if your wife is an unbeliever, but she agrees to be your wife and to, you know, be in a marriage of righteousness and to learn the ways of Yahuwah, it says that your child will, will in fact be holy. Let me read it one more time. So this was 1 Corinthians 7, 14. For the unbelieving husband is made holy through his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy through her husband. Otherwise, your children will be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. So really, when it comes down to it, and this is why I say it really doesn't matter if you marry your twin flame or not, because whoever you marry, it's who Yahuwah is setting apart for you. So whether it's your twin flame or not, Yah is setting this person out for you. The person that you're destined to marry, there's Yah is setting them apart for you before this world was even created. We heard that in the book of Tobit, pretty much. Um, it says like, brother, do not even worry. Um, you know, do not fear. She was set apart for you before this world was made. So twin flames aside or not, Whoever you're destined to marry, Yah is setting it up for you. It's God's plan. It's his timing. So he's setting it up for you anyway. So it's really just the same theme. I'm going to pretty much, this is the only Bible verse I'm going to go through in this episode because this is really going to prove all the points. So I really made the points before of how it can be great to marry your twin flame because this is the person that Yah is setting apart for you. But in all reality, Yah could set your twin flame apart for you to be your twin flame to help get you to this point. You know, I spoke in my last episode and in 65, just like how, you know, I myself have gotten here and just really my my own journey with, with the twin flame. So you could kind of see, but, you know, Yah could then set apart someone else for you, someone to be your twin flame, but then set someone else apart for you to be your wife or the person that you do marry. So so just quickly, as far as the children, pretty much this verse right here shows that it's not about the perfect genetics of you and your twin flame. It's not about that at all, because whoever you have a child with, whoever you're married to and have a child with, any child that you're having, it's coming through the Most High God. So it's going to be holy because you raise the child in righteousness, not because the child 
is coming from you and your twin flame. It's about, that's why you could even have a child with an unbeliever, but that's why you could even have a child with an unbeliever and a child would still be holy because if the unbeliever is made holy through you, the believer, and you guys live in righteousness and you raise your child in righteousness, it won't matter about the DNA. It'll matter more about raising the child in righteousness. And that's what makes the child holy. And pretty much that's what I'm saying is, Yah is setting apart your wife for you, no matter who it is. It could even be an unbeliever, but Yah is saying that's going to be your wife. So for a lot of us, you know, I thought before truly that a lot of us would be destined to marry our twin flames. But honestly, the way it's kind of looking and I'm going to speak about some of these points of becoming staying unmarried because Apostle Paul touches on that, too. So I'm going to get there. But really what I'm seeing is that whoever we whoever any of us marry, it's all coming because of Yah. It's his plan, his timing. And he is the one that's making this destiny for you. So whether it's your twin flame or not, it's just about giving the glory to Yah and having a marriage of righteousness. Um, and I think that this can really just show that whether it's your twin flame, your perfect mirror, your perfect self in another, or if it's an unbeliever, um, you still can have a child that is brought up in righteousness. You could still have a marriage of righteousness and everything like that. And then um, if we go 1 Corinthians 7, 8, to the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is well for them to remain unmarried as I am. But if they are not practicing self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to be aflame with passion. And also kind of to elaborate just a little bit more in TPR 54, I do believe I quoted the one verse that spoke about the eunuchs and stuff. And I really said I shouldn't even explain it. And I even kind of explained it wrong. And I was comparing it to marriage. But really, in a sense, the real truth about that is, I believe, just about kind of what Apostle Paul is saying is about you know, staying unmarried for the sake of heaven, you know, to serve Yahuwah so that you could just focus on serving Yahuwah. So when we heard that eunuch line, it said for the sake of heaven. So that's kind of what Apostle Paul is saying here for the sake of Yahuwah, for Yah's kingdom, you just stay unmarried and keep working on Yah's kingdom and serving Yahuwah. So pretty much to the unmarried and the widows, I say that that's just a side point from TPR 54. But now back to this verse line eight to the unmarried and the widows i say that it is well for them to remain unmarried as i am and then line nine but if they are not practicing self-control they should marry for it is better to marry than to be aflame with passion so pretty much several verses in the word will help you realize that there's nothing wrong with having a marriage of righteousness and getting married is not a bad thing and it can actually be a good thing to help you like right here it says if you have a problem controlling your self-control um it could be a very a very good thing to um get married you know what i'm saying and i'll actually give my thoughts and i'll actually give my thoughts real quick before i continue on with apostle paul's thoughts but just in our generation you know, we live in a kind of a crazy, adulterous type of generation. And the word actually describes our generation that way as well. So I kind of agree with Paul, you know, in just saying, I, I kind of agree with the second part of that, just about the self-control thing is I think that for our generation, it can be a good thing for people to get married, honestly, because I just think that we are living in such a dark, wild type of generation 
when it comes to marriage and love and everything. So I actually think that having marriages of righteousness can be a good thing for our generation. But also we have to remember that the word has been prophesied this entire time. So when Apostle Paul wrote this, he was really writing it for our generation. He knew that he would be writing it to kind of an adulterous type of generation. So even so, he still says it's a good thing to remain unmarried as Apostle Paul is. Um, but he says it's certainly not a bad thing because it can help you with your self-control. And just overall, through the word, you realize that Yah kind of wants us to get married, you know what I'm saying, and become one flesh, male and female. But at the same time, Apostle Paul is saying that it can also be a really good thing for Yah's kingdom to remain unmarried. And then if you'll notice later on in this verse, he says um, at line 25, now concerning virgins, I have no command of the Lord, but I give my opinion as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. So there it's not really so much a command of Yahuwah, but rather just we get Paul's opinion. And he says, I think that in view of the impending crisis, it is well for you to remain as you are. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you marry, you do not sin. And if a virgin marries, she does not sin. Yet those who marry will experience distress in this life. And I would spare you that. I mean, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none. Um, but so, I mean, he just says the impending crisis. He's pretty much just saying that because the times are so close, it's not even worth it to bother with marriage and, and bother with these things. Because it like, think about it like this. If if the time I went through some of the timelines in maybe it was TPR 60, let's say I'm kind of guessing on that one, but I went through some of the, the timelines of what's going on. Like if there was only a few years left, like where the book of revelation was really upon us and really ending, that's what it's saying is like, would you even be worried about trying to get married or would you just be worried about your salvation of your soul and just repenting this entire time and not even focusing on that. But again, Paul starts that verse out by saying that this is not a command of Yahuwah. This is Paul's opinion. So overall through the word, we get that it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Paul even says, if you marry, you do not sin. And if a virgin marries, she does not sin. So it's not a bad thing to get married at all. But I'm just trying to show that. And so really this um, chapter from Apostle Paul is really giving us a lot of good information because it's speaking about the child and showing how you can have a holy child, a child of righteousness. It's not so much about who it is that you have the child with, but more just about honoring the most high in having the child, honoring the most high in raising the child in righteousness and doing it the right way. And then we're also seeing that Apostle Paul is saying it's not a bad thing to remain unmarried as Apostle Paul is because the times are so close, especially given the current circumstances of our world and the impending crisis. Um, as he says, but I kind of agree with Apostle Paul that if the times are really close, it could just be way more important to just seek salvation of your soul instead of seeking marriage. But overall, through the word, we read that marriages of righteousness are Yah's work, and that's kind of what Yah wants us to do. So another point that we get from Paul is he's really trying to tell us to remain how we are when we were called by Yah, pretty much. So he's saying that if you're unmarried right now, you should just remain that way. Or if you are married, you should remain that way. So we see that having a marriage of righteousness is no sin. And part of Yahuwah's purpose is to create male and female together, becoming one flesh in a marriage of righteousness, and then having a child of righteousness as well. So either way, it's not bad either way, but really 
Paul is just trying to show that Yah once Yah called us at this time and how we were for a reason. Not just live the life that Yah has set apart for us, but also to remain how we were when Yah called us. So he even says, you know, if you're married when you were called, stay married. If you were unmarried, then stay unmarried. So we know that a marriage of righteousness is no sin. Paul tells us that and the word tells us that. So that's why it's really, it's all for our benefit. That's why Paul is saying what he's saying. But this passage gives us quite a lot of information from speaking about the child of righteousness, a holy child, no matter who your wife is, whether it's an unbeliever or not. And then we also hear about remaining how you were when you were called. And, you know, if you can't keep your self-control under control, that it could be a good thing to get married. You might end up saving your wife or your wife might end up saving you. Um, So there's nothing wrong with the marriage of righteousness. And in fact, that is Yah's work a lot of the time. Um, however, if the times really are really close, it could be a good thing to just remain how you are and just focus on serving Yahuwah, especially if you're unmarried, just focus on Yah's kingdom. And so that was my Bible work for this episode. And I'll actually touch on probably one more point regarding that at the end of this episode. But now kind of to give the final points and the miscellaneous points regarding Twin Flames. This is going to be kind of side points, random miscellaneous points, and it's really just a few of them. So A way to understand when a person is actually going through a twin flame experience is no lie. They will actually change their Instagram handle, their Instagram at name. Usually right before they have a twin flame experience, their first physical connection, first physical, first physical period of union. I said that there's two periods of physical union, two periods of physical separation. I'll speak about the format at the end of this episode as well. I'll cover that one more time, but literally, quite literally, you will see people change their Instagram at names before they have their twin flame experience. And that's just something that I realized. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because your twin flame is your perfect mirror. And so it's going to change how you view yourself. So maybe because that's about to happen, you're changing how you see yourself or how you want to present yourself. That's why people change their at names. And me and Michelle, my twin flame, we both did it um, right around the same time as right before we started having our first physical union. So I've seen it with me and her, and I've seen it with many, many other people. I will notice people changing their ad names. And then very shortly after they post a picture and my energy is like, yes, that's their twin flame almost all the time. So again, it's not just any time cha- someone changes their ad name, but that is a consistent point that I've seen is their Instagram ad name will change when people are going through a twin flame connection, usually right before they have their first physical union with their twin. And then really just the other point for you is really when it comes to twin flames, everything on the surface is really kind of deceiving, especially when you're in the separation periods, because the surface will tell you one thing and you'll think on the surface, it'll appear like your twin believes one thing and thinks one thing, but spiritually it's actually way different. So the surface is never really going to reflect what's spiritually going on when you guys are in separation. When you guys are together, you'll be reflecting way more accurately. But in the separation periods, the surface will say one thing, the spirit will show another. So the surface and the spirit will look way different when you're in separation with your twin flame. And so really to go through the format one more time for you, the stages of twin flame. So you will meet your twin flame here for the first time on the physical world of earth, but you will not have a physical connection with them. You will just meet them one time. 
and then you will go into your first physical separation. And during this period, you will each experience your karmic partner. This is usually when the Instagram handles will change, but you will experience your karmic partner. I spoke about all these stages, all these points, and probably in the intro episode, TPR 30, but over the course of the second season, TPR, I spoke about all these points. So you will meet your twin flame in the physical world of Earth. You will go into your first physical separation from each other. And then you will experience your karmic partners. Each of you will experience your karmic partners and you may change your Instagram handles in this period. Then you will come together for your first physical union together. And then after you are together for your first physical union, periods of separation may happen. So then you'll have your second separation because you already had the first one after you guys first met. This is the second physical separation and this is when running and chasing happens. So there is no runner and chaser because you both will have periods where you run and chase each other. So. Each twin will have sufficient times where you run and chase. And then after you're in separation, running and chasing, this is where you might experience the dark night of the souls, which was in TPR 66. My last episode we heard and covered that. And then after you're in your second separation, physical separation, there's only one more final physical union left to happen, your second final physical union. So, And so after you're in physical separation, you may have the dark night of the souls. And then after that, you're really ready for your final, second final physical union. So pretty much any time after, after you've had two dark night of the souls, after you've ran and chased, after you've been in physical separation, pretty much then you're ready for physical union really whenever it's up to Yah. then it's God's plan. So pretty much that's the format. So if you're in physical separation, the second physical separation, but you had to dark night of the souls and it's been a while, that means that you're pretty much ready. And that means that you and your twin flame are perfect mirrors of each other. So whenever you're ready for physical union, your twin flame is ready for physical union as well. But ultimately, it's you who is playing. So if he's not setting this person apart for you to marry them, then you're probably not going to even have the second physical union because you're not going to then be married. So ultimately, it's Yah's plan, whether it's your twin flame or not. So as far as me, this is why I have so much love for Michelle. And I spoke about this in my last episode because she got me to this point. Yahuwah helped to use Michelle to help get me to this point. And I became complete on my own. So whether twin... Whether Michelle comes back to me or not, my twin, it actually won't matter to me at all because she got me saved by Yah. That's what really matters is salvation of my soul, salvation of our souls through Yahuwah. It's not necessarily about marrying your twin or doing any of that. It's about salvation because this physical world, this physical world is just the surface temporary world and the spiritual world, Yah's kingdom is the eternal world, eternal salvation. So really when it comes down to it, Michelle did her purpose with me because she got me saved by Yah. So pretty much like I spoke about with Apostle Paul, Yahuwah might have the Apostle Paul approach set out for me where I may remain unmarried. I might never I might never come into a second physical union with Michelle. Yah might also send me an unbeliever or Yah might also send me just someone else that Yah has set apart for me. And honestly, through these periods, as I've become myself, so many people have just energetically been coming back to me or coming to me. Some people coming back, some people I already knew, but people have been coming back to me, not just away from my twin, you know what I'm saying? Not her. So in a sense, like I understand that it's just Yah's plan. So I'm not sweating anything with that. I'm not chasing Michelle. I'm not chasing really anyone anymore because whoever Yah is setting apart for me, they're going to come when Yah tells them to come to me, whether it's Michelle or someone else. So and I could see 
Yeah, like I said, giving me that approach of the Apostle Paul approach, staying how I am right now. And that would not be a bad thing because it would be good for the sake of Yah's kingdom. So I'm a slave and a servant to Yahuwah. And that's my true purpose. And it's such an honor, honestly, that my true purpose can be to serve Yah and that that's what my life's work is. That's what my job is. So if Yah says here is a wife to have a marriage of righteousness, then that's amazing. But if Yah says, no, I want you to keep serving me and working on my kingdom alone, then that's what I have to do. So I'm accepting of that. And I'm just grateful to Michelle because she did her purpose. She got me here and she showed me how to love her, how to love myself, how to love Yah, and how to love anyone. And really, when we heard in TPR 34, which was the It in It Chapter 2 movie breakdown, speaking about Twin Flames, pretty much in It Chapter 2, they said, you know, you're not going to like the ending of this movie. Pretty much, I explained that point. It was just paraphrasing. But they're talking about you're not going to like the ending. It's not a perfect ending. And in a sense, that's kind of where I'm going to end this. This whole thing, speaking about Twin Flames, is... You know, I'm not going to front to you guys and say that the twin flame is perfect and it's always a perfect relationship because it's way bigger than just a, a physical, way bigger than just a physical romantic type of relationship. You have a true purpose in life and that's what the twin flame is there to show you because your twin flame is your perfect mirror. It's your true self. So you're there, your true self is there to show you your true purpose. So your true self might not be the person that you're meant to marry. So that's just a reality. And But ultimately, whoever Yah sets apart for you, that's what makes it special. That's what makes it... So your true self could be the person that Yah is setting apart for you, your perfect mirror, your twin flame, but he could have set them apart for you to serve that purpose and getting you where you need to be and getting you to be who you need to be and then sending you someone else. Because for all we know, like Apostle Paul said, that you could save your wife or your wife could save you. So Yah could send someone, an unbeliever of a wife, just to help get her saved. You know what I mean? And so just another point with me and Michelle, I said in episode 65 about number 11s and I gave some natural gematria. Also, me and her met in the month of November, the 11th month. Um, we met in November, so that's just another 11 for you. Um, and that's really pretty much everything. So I'm going to really just give you my final thoughts right now on just the twin flames and just everything I said in this episode that pretty much whoever Yah sets apart for you, whether it's your twin flame or not, if you are to get married, it's because Yah is allowing you to be married. And we heard in the book of Tobit, we heard so many Bible verses in these twin flame episodes, just speaking about love. And I made my cases for why I believe it's speaking about twin flames, but twin flames aside, every Bible verse we heard speaking about love is useful, helpful, and it shows us how to have a marriage of righteousness. And today in this episode, Apostle Paul showed us how you could remain unmarried and live in righteousness or have a marriage of righteousness. And either way, it's no sin. And whoever Yah sets apart for you, whether it's your twin or not, it's just holy and special and amazing because Yah is setting that person out for you. And that's how you have a true marriage of righteousness. And whoever, if Yah blesses you with a child, that's what will make the child holy is bringing the child up in righteousness, not based upon if it's your twin or not. Because whoever you have a child with, whoever you're destined to marry, it's because Yah is allowing you to have a child with them and marry them. And I really proved those points way before just this episode. That's why this was really just the final conclusion kind of wrapping this up so this may not be the happy ending that we always hear when it comes to love type of things but that's why the twin flame is so much bigger than typical surface love it's not about 
a relationship on the surface. It's about spiritual growth and finding your true purpose. So that's really what I did show through these three different phases of the Twin Flame episodes. And you can really hear my growth personally through all these episodes. I gave you the timelines in my last episode as well. Um, And that's really just everything. So you could see how I got to where I am. Michelle served her purpose for me, getting me to this point, getting me saved by Yah. Yah used Michelle to get me saved. And that's why I have so much love for Michelle. But in having so much love for her, that's how I'm able to just let her live her life and do whatever she wants to do. Because at the end of the day, whoever Yah is setting apart for us, it's Yahuwah's plan, Yahuwah's timing. So, so you can't force physical union at any time or at any point because it's Yah's plan. So I showed you the stages. I showed you how to get through the twin flame. But ultimately, when you get through it, I'm not saying that you're going to get through it and be in physical union with your twin flame. I'm saying you're going to get through it and be probably in such a better place than you could even imagine being in twin flame or not, whether they're with you or not, because what you'll learn through the twin flame is that they're always with you spiritually. And when you finally get this spiritual love, spiritual unconditional love and self-love, you will realize that they never even left you. There was never even a separation because physical separation is nothing. We're talking about the spiritual world here. So spiritually, like I said, it's your perfect mirror. So you never have to sweat when they're not there on the surface because spiritually they're with you. You have Yahuwah with you spiritually, more importantly. That's what you need to have a marriage of righteousness, a holy child, or to remain unmarried and work on Yah's kingdom. Any of those, it's just important to do what Yahuwah is setting apart for you, whatever your purpose is. For me right now, that's just to serve Yahuwah. Be a slave to my master, Yahuwah. And I say his name with the utmost ultimate respect and honor of the name Yahuwah. And so it's an honor to do his work. It's an honor to speak these words. And really, I think that's everything for the Twin Flames. You know what I'm saying? My Twitter is RyanMichael11. My Instagram is WilsonRyan underscore underscore. I thank you all for listening to these episodes. And just be strong out here and understand what true love is, true self-love. It's not about anything on the surface. It's everything spiritual. And you can get to this point where wife or not, Twin Flame or not, no matter who's there, you have Yahuwah in your heart. He is the one that strengthens you. He is the one that gives us salvation through Yahushua HaMashiach. And that's how you really become saved. And that's how you really work on Yah's kingdom, the spiritual world. So those are my twin flame points. This is home, union. This is what home and union really looks like because it's union with yourself. Union with your twin flame in the physical world comes through union with yourself spiritually and union with Yah. It's his work, his plan. He's bringing every male and every female here, twin flames aside or not, it's Yah's work. I give the glory to God. It's his work, his plan, his timing. It's Yah's work. Appreciate you. I'm gonna catch you next time for the next episode. Much love, much strength. Keep that head up. Keep that heart full of love. Love.